Good morning, everybody. This is England is burning for the 23rd of February 2021. It is a Tuesday where I am in the ATL in Georgia in the USA. It is early, 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 early in the morning. People are shaking their head like, why are you up so early? Well, that's just my life. That's just how I live my life. So last two days, we've had report cards for the top other top three teams in the FAWSL on where they stand or where the, their supporters stand uh, in the international break. We spoke with Rob with the CFCW Social on Sunday. We spoke with Mark with the Barmy Army about United on Monday. We also spoke with Emma about City on Monday afternoon. So now we have brought back Brought back, uh, he did wonderful the first time out. Probably one of the biggest shows ever that we've done. We brought Josh back. Josh, tell us uh, where 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 you're from and uh, who you work with. Yeah, so I'm from Northern Ireland, um, and I write for the Islington Gazette in London. Uh, I cover all things Oxford women. All right, excellent, excellent. So we got we got we got a certified expert. We got a certified expert on Arsenal uh, with us this morning. Welcome back, Josh. And uh, I appreciate you coming on again uh, to talk about Arsenal. So it's time, as I've said in the previous shows this week, it's time to take inventory. We are in a break. That break is coming to an end for some clubs coming up very soon. But uh, we need to take an inventory where everyone is at in top four. And so, like I said at the open, we, we talked with, uh, folks from City, for United, and for Chelsea, and they gave us their ratings on where they thought their club stood uh, at this international break. So I'm coming to you and saying, okay, yeah. let's let's give you let's. I want you to give us some ratings here, from one to ten. You're familiar with it. We don't do player ratings here, but we'll do ratings for a whole team. Um, and I'm going to yeah. go walk you through three areas that I want you to focus on, give us a rating for, and why you think that rating should be in place for Arsenal so far at the break, uh, taking everything into account from the season so far where they're at. So I want you to talk about, give us a rating for Arsenal's offense as it yeah. stands right now, one to 10. Probably, I'd say a nine for Arsenal's attacking attack and play. Um, Arsenal are the only team that's scored more goals than Arsenal in the league is, is Manchester City. Um, so Arsenal going forward are one of the best teams in the league. Um, like if you, you only need to look at the opening two weekends off the season, they scored six against Reading, scored nine against West Ham. Um, so they've got some incredible attacking players, Viviana Miedema, Caitlin Ford, Daniel van der Donk. Um, they've got arguably the best attack in the league. Um, so yeah, definitely an ang. When when Arsenal go forward, uh, look, you got Miedema, who's for me is the best striker in the league. So you've got so much quality there. Um, so yeah, I, I would definitely give it an ang. Um, there's so much quality in attack, and uh, when Arsenal are on are on their game, when they're on their hot streak, um, they look like they're going to score every time that they advance forward. What would you describe? How would you describe their style of play on offense? It's ruthless, um, absolutely ruthless at times. They can they can destroy teams. Like I said, they score nine away to West Ham, 
the press really, really well. They can press really well at times. It depends what fixture it is, of course. Um, but if it's, it's against, and I mean, in, in no disrespect to any other team, but if it's against a, a team who are lower down the table on them, yeah, if they press them high, Arsenal can really, really hurt teams uh, playing with a really, really quick style of play. Um, so, yeah, if I was going to describe them in one word, it would be ruthless. How would you describe them, tactically speaking? Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, the, the press is, 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 is very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. The press high. They don't let the opposition team play out. Um, but again, it depends what fixture it is. If it was Manchester City or, or the Chelsea game, they sort of they don't press as high. They sort of let the opposition have the ball and then hopefully try to try to counter-attack. Um, but yeah, but if I was going to, again, if I was going to describe them in a few words, it would just be press high. All right, all right. So you gave them a nine. I give them a nine, yeah. A nine, all yeah. right, what would make it a ten? What do they need to do to make Those, it a ten? The big games. So the, the big likes games. of mm-hmm. the big games, yeah. So the likes of Man City and Chelsea, um, if they were – more clinical in those games, then yeah, that would give them a ten. But um, yeah, right now, and I, I think that's, I think you're, I think that's spot on based on my, you know, based on my observation. So from uh, from a number standpoint, Arsenal is actually is actually third in goal scored in the league behind both Chelsea and Manchester City uh, at this point. However, they are top of the league in two main categories offensively. One of them is goal conversion in terms of being able to convert goal opportunities into actual goals, or you're looking at your expected goals versus actual goals throughout the season. They're top of the league in that category. They are first in the league in goal-creating actions per 90 minutes, and they are fourth in the league behind the other top three in uh, shot-creating actions over the last 90 minutes. However, you have pointed out, in the big games recently, they played City recently, they played Chelsea recently, they played Reading, who's a very tough team defensively, uh, very resolute team, uh, and they have struggled offensively uh, over those last three games. What would you point to as the reason why they kind of struggled in these last three games? Um. I would just sort of say, well, to be fair, just the it's mainly down to the opposition's quality. Like we spoke last time about that, um, it would be the opposition's quality, and they sort of they would read the game, and uh, and they would sort of take Arsenal's strengths strengths away from them. Arsenal like to to build up to build up play from the back, and the, like Manchester City and Chelsea, they can read that. So. The Reading game was a poor game, and that, that was a really disappointing game, but probably the worst performance of the season. I think that's fair to say. Um, so I want to take that out of account because I think that was a freak performance. I just don't, it was just a performance that probably wasn't good enough. Um, but the Chelsea and Reading game was, I think it was more down to the quality of the opposition than, than Arsenal themselves as well. All right. So let's move on to the defense. So on a rating from one to ten, you get—I mean, you gave the offensive yeah. nine. So on the defensive side, what rating would you give them so far this year? Again, probably an nine because the defense—I can—the defense is for me is a really, really strong part of the team, and mm-hmm. it's quite young as well. It's quite young as well. The defense, obviously, Jennifer Beattie's really experienced, but she's had numerous different different issues this year. Um, the season, so you've got Leah Williamson, who's 23 years old, and for me, unbelievable, great player. And then you've got Lotto Wubin Moy, who's only back from America, really, 
So this is her first full season back in the WSL. And no disrespect to the, again, coming back from America, the WSL is two different things. It's more physical, obviously, in the, in the WSL. So and she's really slotted in. She's slotted in really, really well. Um, and again, there's been, in those big games, I keep mentioning the pressure of Chelsea, Man City, but the defence dealt with them really, really well. Um the defence is one of my favourite parts of Arsenal women. I know that's sounding really weird, but I just like how it's organised. Um, obviously, they do concede goals, and that's and you can't hide the fact that they do um, concede goals. That this this season, clean sheets have been hard to come by. Um, but there's more. Like the defence is pivotal to the build-up play as well. If you watch the likes of Leah Williamson, she's She's creative as well, so she drives the ball out from the back really, really well. Um, and again, it's a young defense, uh, so it's going to learn. It's going to, it's only, it's only going to get better uh, with the experience that, that it has. Um, so yeah, no, again, I would say I would definitely give it a nine. I think it's been solid enough. Of course, there is room for improvement. There's room for improvement in every single team in the world. But uh, yeah, I, I've. I really like the defence and like I keep saying it's a young defence so it's only going to keep improving and improving and improving and I think you're right absolutely the the defence really when you have a type of offence that Arsenal likes to throw out there from you know building from the back it does take take a defensive line that is able to be pretty resolute but also very versatile if you're going to play from the back um, and I think that was one of the struggles that they had recently was that they wouldn't, you know, and you mentioned it that, you know, you know, particularly in, in the city match and against Chelsea, they, they were just trying to keep them from being able to play from the back. But as we talked about in the previous time that you were on, there were moments where Arsenal was able to do that to, to uh, very well. And I think that uh, they use the defense as, as some teams do as a, as an engine to develop the offense, objectively speaking, uh, Arsenal is, um, they have conceded only, we only conceded 14 goals. That's third in the league behind City and Chelsea. Uh, they're in terms of, uh, you know, stopping their opponents from creating opportunities. They are third in the league in, in their defense is third in the league in stopping opponents from getting shot creating actions behind Chelsea and Manchester City. Uh, and as far as stopping actual goal-creating actions, they're fourth in the league behind the top three. Um, but, yeah, there's a huge, you know, the, the, from a stat standpoint, there's a huge d- drop-off between third and fourth team and the rest of the league. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're talking yeah. about the, the four elite uh, clubs here. So, um, that's a big thing. So, you gave the offense a nine. You gave the defense a nine. Um, and so let's move on to the manager. And the manager has come under some heat recently yeah. and so forth. How would you rate the job that he has done so far this season? It's been very challenging. See, it has been challenging, yeah. But if you look at it, yeah, he's like, okay, we're fourth, we're fourth in the league at the, mm-hmm. at, at the minute with games in hand. Could potentially end third, which is a Champions League place. Obviously, right. for Arsenal, Fans, people say that's not good enough. I mean, they're expecting title challenges, which is yeah, you are. But in terms of the recruitment from Chelsea and Man City, this season was going to be really, really difficult for anybody. Plus, the amount of injuries that Arsenal have, like we've spoke to, we spoke about this before as well. Mm-hmm. So, 
it's it's hard. It's it's really difficult. Like I mean, he he doesn't have his his his, his first eleven every week because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter right now what tends to happen. Someone just tends to drop. Um, it's just an so he doesn't have his fully consistent eleven uh, week in week out, and I think he's done a really good job to be fair because of that. Um, it's, it's 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 obviously going to be really difficult when you don't have your what your preferred selection is every week. Um, and again, Arsenal in the big games, and that's the big thing. Uh, Arsenal against everybody else are fine, and. Mm-hmm. Reading, like I said to you, it was a freak before. Reading were great that day. I'm not taking it away from just Arsenal. Really well, I mean, Reading took points from United too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and away away from home with that as well. Um, and, and Reading are a good side, but Arsenal were really poor that day against Reading. But against mm-hmm. all those other teams below them, Arsenal win those games. It's just getting that balance to, to go and get points off those top two, right? And that's been the big problem. Um. So, Tegan, if if the big games were 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 right, I would give him a ten. I'm not going to lie to you, because it's it's been a, a such a difficult job. I mean, like with with the injuries and 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 other bits and pieces. Um, I would probably say an eight, and it would be higher if the big games he did get results in the big games. But I think he's done a really, really good job this season. I really do. And I think some of the scrutiny on him is really unfair. Because what can you do if Arsenal, they don't have a small squad. I think that's a bit of a myth. But compared to the likes of Chelsea and Man City, they don't have as big as the squad as them. Um, so they don't have a, don't have those type of players to draft in. Um, so I think it's pretty unfair, unfair to judge because... This season, and we're in February, I don't think we've seen Arsenal's best eleven yet this whole season because of injuries, and, and, and it's been really difficult. Um, and like I say, against those other teams that aren't the top two, Arsenal are brilliant. Um, but yeah, I, I would give them an eight. And if the big results, if the big games against the obviously lost to, to Manchester United this season, which is a disappointing one as well. Um, but. If they had to beat the likes of Chelsea and Man City, I probably would have said, yeah, 10, he's done a brilliant job. But I just think those big games take him down too. So, yeah, I would give him an 8. You mentioned recruiting. Um, and you mentioned yeah. you know Chelsea being able to recruit, Manchester City being able to recruit, Manchester United has actually recruited, and so forth. Do you think in the offseason, when it comes time to look at the squad again to replenish the squad is the do you think the board do you think the owners of the club are going to back the manager and be able to allow him to recruit to be able to add more depth i think people don't understand that arsenal have recruited this year um the okay. brought in steph cat the brought in okay. steph catley from australia, from australia. Um, and again she has one of probably the best left back in the world arguably but mm-hmm. she hasn't been able to play this year because of injury. Um, okay. Lotta Wibben Moy was brought in. I mean, Caitlin Ford was brought in last season. So there, there has been players brought in. Um, but I do think Joe Montemurro doesn't like a huge squad. That's a thing. He just like a little small squad. And that, you can understand that because it means that it's quite easy to work around. But with the amount of injuries that Arsenal have had, that, that's proved to be a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um but 
in the summer, yeah, I do think I don't. I do think Arsenal will recruit. I definitely do, um, and the board will hundred percent back. Yeah. All right. So, just to kind of clarify, so you're thinking in your mind that if Arsenal is able to get people healthy, that they you yeah. know and have a healthier squad things would be much better and and, and 100% yeah, yeah absolutely gotcha. that arsenal squad is a that arsenal squad is a brilliant squad mm-hmm. it is so good and it's got internationals from everywhere but the problem is that just injuries have just have just ruined unfortunately um it's it's injuries ravage the squad and it does happen everywhere like don't get me wrong but it seems that arsenal have a Different injury every single week, which is really frustrating. But if I think if I if Arsenal can get those players back and have a health and fit and health and have a, a healthy and fit squad, then yeah, I do I really do think Arsenal can can, can go on to something because I do think it is a really really good team right now. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. And so what, the thing I've been asking folks uh, out there, um, and when they're talking about the, the club that they're following or supporting, uh, I've I've asked them this question: Is who so far? on the club is your would you say is your player of the year so far yeah Caitlin Ford um and I mm-hmm. don't really hesitate in saying that she only she only had two games last season uh before, she, she signed in January she played against Lewis in the FA Cup and Chelsea in the Continental Cup final and then obviously the coronavirus hit so the season was obviously suspended so we weren't I we wasn't really sure we only seen two games with her you know what I mean she actually scored in her debut but then this season she's been unbelievable <laughs> really really good in terms of goals and assists um, our all round play she has a knee injury at the minute which is a shame and hopefully she's back for this weekend against Aston Villa uh, I don't know if she will be or not um, but she's been crucial uh, to the team and yeah she would be my player this season in terms of goals and assists just all round com- complete player Cool, cool. Um, and I mean, you have. I mean, the the great thing about Arsenal is that there are plenty of choices. Um, yeah. of plenty of great players. Um, you know, is there a is there a? I mean, if she is one A, who's your one B? That's a great question. Um, do you know what? Jill Roard has surprised me this season. Um, we always knew that she was a good player. Um, but. She's taken off this season. Um, six goals in in the opening two weekends of the season. Um, I think she's been really, really good this campaign. Um, she offers a lot in both boxes as well. Um, she's crucial to the build-up play. But yeah, Jill Jill Roar this season has stepped up another level um, from last season. So yeah, she would be yeah she would definitely be in the run as well. Um, and then. No, there's to be fair, this season's been good. I mean, Leah Williamson can be has been consistent again. Uh, she's been great. Any player that that maybe fans have not heard of, you know, or casual fans may not be familiar with on Arsenal squad that would be like an unsung hero that that people really should look out for, but they're not a a brand name. Um, yeah, I would probably I'll give you two: um, Lisa Evans and Katie McCabe. Um, like I was saying before, Lisa Evans hasn't obviously she hasn't played as much as she would like to this year because she's been injured. She had a calf injury, um, so yeah. Um, but when she plays, she she she's brilliant. And same as Katie McCabe, 
Republic of Ireland captain international gives everything for the cause. Um, just consistent as well. She's consistently good, and she's like she performs every game. If you know what I mean, but there's not like that sort of superstar, like that superstar mentality around her. The people are jumping out. But no, Katie McCabe, yeah, she's been consistently brilliant and she's got quite a few assists this season. This season, she's right up there in, in terms of the league. So um, she she offers Arsenal a lot offensively uh, as well as she does defensively. So, yeah, those two, Lisa Evans and Katie McCabe. Katie, as a 25-year-old defender, is actually sixth on the squad in shot-creating actions for 90 minutes, and it is actually fourth on the squad in goal-creating actions per 90 minutes, uh, you know, right up there with Joel Roard and Beth Mead and Caitlin uh, and, and so forth. So that, that's a really good shout. I, I really like – I'm glad you mentioned her – uh, and so where she's one is one of my favorites uh, on the squad, given the work uh, work rate she provides. Is there a player? Because I mean, I know that Arsenal's got goals this year. They want they want to they want at least. I'm guessing they want to at least make Champions League uh, and so yeah. forth. Is there a player on the squad that really you think they need to step it up? They need to do better uh, and, and move forward. Um, um, hey, hey, how are you? <laughs> I. <laughs> Percentage is 100%. Yeah, I'm glad you know that. <laughs> Sorry about that, Josh. No, it's, it's early okay. in the morning. It's early in the morning here in the ATL. We got to make sure that all the iPads work. <laughs> all right, come on. <laughs> Go. Come on. Go. In the living room, man. Oh, it's just a trap. Yeah, in the living room, man. There you go. <laughs> there you um... go. <laughs> all right. All right. So we move on. Uh, so who needs to, you know, in order for Arsenal to make their objectives? Who needs to, yeah. to step forward? I don't really think anybody needs to step forward. I think it's a team collective. Okay. Um, everybody's on everybody's on the same boat. Uh, everyone has that same objective. So everybody needs to pull their weight. There's not a single player that they're all they're at Arsenal for a reason because they're world class players. Mm-hmm. So okay. they all need to pull in the same direction, and they all need to have the same objective and an understanding of, of one another. So. For that, everybody needs to pull their weight. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, needs, everybody needs to go in the in the one direction. Um, if they haven't been good enough, they'll know themselves that they need to step up. If they've been if they've been good, then yeah, job done. Um, but there's there is always room for improvement in everything. Um, so I would say that as a team, that that's a team effort. I don't, I I wouldn't say that there's anybody that has been underperforming this season because I I really don't think there has been. Yeah, okay, others have probably been performing better, but that's natural, that's football. I mean, if you're looking at any football team, there's there's always going to be that player. Um, you, you know what I mean? There's always going to be mm-hmm. that player who's the catalyst. Um, but I'm going to say this from, I don't know, like if you're looking at Juventus, okay, so I'm just going to put this into perspective in terms of mm-hmm. like for, for those people Cristiano Ronaldo is the catalyst for Juventus, but Cristiano Ronaldo can't score goals without the chances from being created. So everybody, everybody has their own different job roles. So no, I think I don't think there is a player at Arsenal that needs to step up. I really don't. I think 
if they if they need to step up, they'll know themselves that they'll need to step up. But it's a team effort and it's a team collective. And as they always say, there's no I in team. And I think it's a yeah, I think it's an excellent point. Um, you know, and and you mentioned you know how the team has performed in, in the big games. Um, and you know, and they've re- recently struggled, but there are big games ahead uh, for. Yeah. Uh, the team now i'm gonna go on a slight rant for a moment because because for leading up to my next question because arsenal actually have it looks like they have two games in hand right now because yeah, right now I mean, you look at the you look at the table and they're in fourth all right and they yeah. are um they are nine points adrift from united in third however there are two yeah. games in hand that Arsenal has due to cancellations for various reasons. Now, a lot of fans like to make this lovely assumption that somehow mm-hmm. those games in hand are automatic points, and they're not. No, yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. Uh, yeah. And so it, it's, um, you know, it, it, there's no guarantee that those points, you're going to, yeah. any team is going to get the game in hand and get the three points and, and so forth. With that said, though, with, you know, the, the way it's set up right now, um, where do you think Arsenal is going to land at the end of this season? I know that's a hot, you know, hot question, hot chair question. No, it's a good you. question. But where uh, do you think at the end of the day, after all the games are playing and Arsenal may end up having some congestion with fixtures because they're going to have to make up these matches. But at the end of the day, where do you think they're going to end up? Well, I don't think that Arsenal Villa match will ever be played. Uh, first and foremost, I mean, how many times have how many times <laughs> it had that postponed? No, I'm only joking. Yeah. Um on, on Sunday, hopefully that does get played. Hopefully the weather stays stays good as we speak right now. It, it, it's not good, I can tell you. Uh, it's been raining and it's been blowing. Um I think Arsenal finished third. I really do. Um I've I think again, like it keeps it depends how how, how many injuries there is between now and the end of the season. Of course there is of course, that's an issue as well. But if you're looking at those the games in hand, Aston Villa, West Ham, you're up, you're hundred percent right. Like there is absolutely you you don't win games by on, on paper. You need to go out and do the business. And Arsenal need to go out and do the business in those two games. Mm-hmm. But they should win those games, and they're a must-win games. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the big one on the Thursday, the 18th of March, which is Manchester United at Meadow Park, which is season-defining. It's huge. But Manchester United haven't looked pretty great right now because, again, injuries. Leah Galton is out and hope she gets back soon for for Manchester United because she's a, a fabulous footballer. Um, and she looks like she's going to be out for, for that game. And obviously Tobin Heath as well, which are... Two huge blows for for United. Um, mm-hmm. I just think taking that into account and taking that game into account at Meadow Park, I just feel that Arsenal will scrape third this year. I really do, but it's going to be tough. You know that. Like you have to win your games, but I just, I just, I'm, after watching the Manchester derby on a few Friday nights ago, I just felt more. Obviously, City are a great team. But I just felt more confident that Arsenal can can get at them. If you look at how many set pieces Manchester United have been conceding lately as well, I definitely think Arsenal have uh, the players that are shopped at from the likes of corners. Jennifer Beatty, for example, um, if she's back and, and she's fit, uh, she can certainly create problems from those corners. And 
yeah, I just feel that Arsenal will, will just do enough and, and, and finish third. Yeah, and you know, and that's a you know, that's a definite hot take. Um, but you know, but you have some very valid points, though. Realistically speaking, when you look at Aston Villa and West Ham, I mean, they're tenth yeah. and eleventh, uh, you know, uh, respectively in the division, and they're the you know, way behind. And they're gonna... If Arsenal don't win those games, like let's be completely honest, the Arsenal deserve right. to finish in the Champions League, right? Probably not, to be honest, right? So right. they're must yeah. win games. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, Arsenal's at a point where every match is a must win if they're going yeah. to make third. Um, you know, they they gotta just win out, uh, and then, um, you know, and then hope that United doesn't win out. Um, and but you're right. I mean, United is hurt by by significant injuries to very key players. Uh, you know, Leah Galton's injured. Tobin Heath is gone for the season. Uh, and you know, Lauren James is, is maybe be, will be coming back from injury. Uh, you know, but they desperately need some assistance up front because right now it's Kristen Press and that's it. Um, yeah. in, in terms of, of you know striking ability and so forth. So, uh, but United, you know, are pretty short up on the defensive end as well, which is what happened. Really, kind of what happened uh, in the first matchup um, because that was a one nil. So. But you're pretty. It sounds like you're pretty confident that they're gonna they're gonna make it at the end. Scrape by. Yeah, I think they'll scrape third. I really do. I'm, I'm more confident now than obviously I was before. But sure, like, it's sure. one it's one game at a time as well. You just gotta tick them off, sort of as as you, as you go along. Um, beat Aston Villa this weekend. That's the that's the priority. Uh, we can't look mm-hmm. ahead until the 18th of March because you have to win this weekend first. Yep, absolutely. I mean, there is that cliche, which I hate. I hate cliches. I really do. But there is, oh, it is cliche, a cliche of, but... you know, we got to take it one game at a time. It's a cliche, I think. I mean, you can't look into the future because, I mean, what's the point of looking ahead to the 18th of March when you've got a game on the whatever date Sunday is? Who right. knows? Right. Who knows what that yeah. is? Do you say the twenty third? It's a bit, you know, it, it's right around the corner, but it, we got we got some hurdles ahead to deal with first, yeah. uh, and so forth. So, Josh, you've been brilliant as always, um, you know, and I, I thank you so much for coming on and giving us your perspective on Arsenal where they are right now. Uh, I love your confidence uh, in in your team um, and, and so forth. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Josh. No problem. Thank you for having me again. I appreciate it. All right. As we are closing out, everybody, this is the last of the report cards on the international break. We will be resuming starting next week as some of and some of the clubs are coming back in action from the break, uh, makeup games and so forth coming up. Uh, Arsenal's got one coming up this weekend. So does, I believe, Manchester City's got one coming up that they got to make up uh, as teams are coming back into play at this point. So we'll be resuming our normal or regular, I guess we'll be resuming our normal schedule. Is anything ever normal these days? I have no clue. But Y'all, we're going to close out for today for England is Burning. And as I always have said, please recognize that the light is out there. Please acknowledge it. Let it be a part of you. But also acknowledge that the darkness is out there as well. We have spoke about it. Unfortunately, it is out there. Please acknowledge it. But do not let the darkness ever hug you. But if it does, please reach out. Get help. Get support. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And England is Burning is out for today. Thank you very much. And we'll see you all in a few days time.